welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We're on episode number 58. Back from Thanksgiving break, holiday festivities, such and such. <laughs> Back with my co-host, the Antaku. Uh, how, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, drove down to Delaware, saw some family. Uh, what else? I don't know, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't do much. I was pretty much chilled around the house. I did help cook, though, so that was, that was fun. Uh, and, uh, labor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just happy to have sweet potato pie. That was, that was all that mattered to me, and I got that. Um, shout outs to the lame people I saw who were lined up at Toys R Us at, like, 6.30. Like, <laughs> like, they what? just love their kids, Mike. <laughs> like six thirty, though. Like, come on, man. My mom left my sister in the hospital <laughs> the day she was born to go give me Pokemon cards. <laughs> I was just like, out of all the places you could be lined, Toys R Us. Like, yeah, they got kids. Yeah, but kids suck. Kids don't. I feel like they don't even play with toys anymore. Like, it's tablets and iPads and stuff now, man. I still play with any stuff to break. That is true. That is true. Um, The kids at the library love, like, the board games and stuff and puzzles. So. I feel I'm I'm pretty sure those parents were not buying. I don't know. I don't know what was going on at that Toys R Us. I I was disappointed, man. It it was was too early. Like, you should have still been home eating food. I'm honestly surprised, like, Toys R Us hasn't just, like, morphed into a giant video game store. Well, uh, hintity hint, well, not really hintity hint, um, I used to work there, and I'm glad I jumped ship, because from what I heard, uh, financially, I don't believe that company's doing too great. Oh, no, they they just filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a good chance they might not be around much longer, so, um. They had to shut down the one in Times Square because nobody was going to it. Yeah, I think the one that I saw people lined up at, that one's, I think that one's getting the tank too. It's yeah. it's, it's terrible towards R Us anyway. So. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, yeah, holidays were pretty cool. Ate some good food. Had to go back to work the next day, but that was, that was whack. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's a lot to cover. Um, so I guess, I guess this disclaimer, whatever, real quick. So, um, before we get to news, because I'm going to breeze through this card because I don't care to talk about it at all. UFC Fight Night 20, 121 uh, happened on November 18th. Um, we did not record that week. Uh, you know, holidays were coming up, schedules, I had to cook. And on top of that, I was not motivated to talk about this card because there wasn't I'm not one to complain about cards, but my God, this there was not much at all <laughs> to talk about, and I and 
Other note, th- this card, I believe, broke the record for longest, like, UFC card in history. Yes. With a span Just, just of... based on, like, I think in-ring. Yeah. Stuff. Like, not even counting, like, all the fucking commercials. Like, I think this card ended, like, somewhere, like, after 1.30 on yeah. these it was Yeah, it was about 1.30. And I, I know because I stayed up and I watched the entire thing. Oh, and... dude, I gave up. Like, this is, like, I did not, I did not accidentally fall asleep i just like fuck this and, yeah. and just passed out because like it was a drag man like and to dan, dan kelly lost and i just lost all motivation to live <laughs> like there were there were three finishes on this card and it's funny because the three finishes were back to back to back and it made you think that all right you know the prelims are somewhat rolling by. Maybe the main card will... But no, it, it didn't happen. Like, this card, top to bottom. Um, quick shout-outs. Frank Camacho, Damian Brown. That was an awesome fight on the prelims. Um, Bilal Muhammad and Tim Means had a pretty good fight. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark put a put, put some hands on Beck Rawlings. Other than that, this card wasn't much. The, will Brooks was Will Brooks doing Will Brooks things. Um, it was a flying DK. I don't know. There wasn't a lot to talk about. This card was very depressing to watch and staying up at one thirty. So, um, yeah, we didn't record it because Thanksgiving was much more important than talking about that. You just oh, reminded me of something. What? I went to UFC 169 when it was at the Prudential Center over in Newark. Hmm. There was one finish on that card. <laughs> it was Trujillo knocking out. Jamie Varner. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, in other words, too, because there was the favor one, but, like, the favor one everybody was upset about. Oh, man. That card had, had to been better than this. I rem- But I also remember at, at that point, like, I can't remember which card it was, but, like, it was around that time that UFC, like, was just going through, like, a dry spell of just, like, boring-ass Fight, like fight cards because like the very next card had only two finishes on it too that was the Machida Musasi card oh man <laughs> I mean I, I can't complain too much I feel like we, we've gotten a lot of good fights this year but man oh I didn't even mention the main event yeah, yeah Fabricio Redoom won against Marcin Tabora who I don't I don't have it kickboxing match yeah I have no analysis um, <laughs> um I, I asked a question so All right. so 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 you 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 go to Australia where you're obviously you're, you're putting your resources and your time and your effort in like they gave Australia Ronda Rousey Holly Holm in a 50 plus thousand stadium they, this is the second car this year in Australia because yeah because um, Hunt fought Lewis there in like June or July or something, right? Yeah. And they're getting a pay per view in March, February, March. One of the two. So, so you're trying to build momentum and like you're trying to do the damn thing. Why isn't Ben Win on this card? Like, I get why you can't put. Yeah, Rob, uh, like Whitaker on the card. One, he's hurt. Two, you know, the champ. You don't want to put your champ. 
FS1 card. That wasn't a watch. But, like, the next best thing you have is Ben Wynn, who hasn't fought in, who at this point hasn't fought in, like, um, God, he was supposed to fight Joseph Benavides in, like, July or June, and that fight got pulled because Benavides tore his ACL, and they couldn't give him another fight. So why wasn't he on this card? <laughs> like, it didn't have to be, like, the greatest matchup in the world. It could have just been Ben Wynn just fucking knocking out whoever the number 15 guy was at the time. Right. Yeah, I don't... I don't know, man. That... No, no, no diss to any fighters that were on this card. Like this card had moments, but just overall, it was an absolute drag to sit through. Like this was literally a seven-hour broadcast. So yeah, that that happened. Um, what what other sport would, would people just sit down and watch for like seven hours? The only other one I could think that comes close is baseball when they go to extra innings. <laughs> But, like, there's drama there. Yeah, this wasn't even, like... Like, none of the last... Like, I like some of the fights on this card that, like... Like, I like the Rose Clark uh, Rollins fight. I like the Means um, Balala fight. But... Fuck. That... that, Oh, my God. This is a... Yeah, <laughs> never again. <laughs> like this, this, this card just sticks out in all of the worst ways. Like this, this is the first card I could think of in like a long time that was just like existentially meaningless. Yeah, like I can't think of any real like storylines that come after anything on this card. Like the only thing I could think, like the most interesting part of the card is the fact that the man, the main event, hit. Another man with a boomerang the day before, <laughs> and is now going to be like have charges pressed against him in court. Oh man! <laughs> I guess, I guess. Speaking of, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm Col- gonna click. Yeah, Colby Covington's a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna get this card off my screen because I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> but. <laughs> I guess real quick, uh, before we cover the Shanghai card, uh, there's, there's been a lot of news that's happened since the last time uh, we've recorded, so uh, I guess we'll just quickly breeze through some things uh, that's been happening in the MMA world. Uh, so last podcast, we did go over uh, like what we thought Connor's punishment should be for his shenanigans at Bellator. Um, his quote-unquote punishment was handed out. He was promptly pulled from a fight that never existed. In my eyes. I'm, I'm pretty sure that fight didn't exist. So, um, that was his punishment. Um, there's a lot I could say, but I, I, at this point, I'm just kind of... <laughs> I'm so over it. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they pulled him from a fight that apparently was going to happen, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a real thing. Oh, so and, I know I know we went down like the pre-fight notes and stuff, but uh, it's it's interesting you bring this up because apparently the UFC pitched the um, Tony Ferguson the Khabib Nurmagomedov fight and Khabib accepted it, but Tony said no, and it, apparently part of the negotiation were was at least according to Daniel Cormier because this all came out on his Instagram, they pitched the fight for two nineteen. Uh, because they thought it wasn't special enough, and because they thought that 
Fer, like the Fergus, they, they basically told Ferguson the McGregor fight probably is never going to happen. Yeah. And then Dave Meltzer came out and said that every, they're, they're in negotiations and McGregor, apparently McGregor keeps saying he wants something. The UFC says, okay. And McGregor says he wants something else. <sighs> Shenanigans, just straight. And I, I saw people on Twitter, on the internet, saying, oh, you're ducking uh, Khabib. Why didn't you take the fight? Um, well, I mean, for one, this fight was supposed to have happened like eight times already. And <laughs> we, we all know Khabib. I love watching him fight, but he doesn't always make that walk. He, so I mean that that fight's falling apart so many times that I honestly don't even care about it anymore. And two, if you're an interim champ and the actual champ is healthy, why would I accept any other fight? Con- yeah, if, if Connor's leg was broke and he you know he couldn't do anything, sure I'll fight somebody else, keep myself busy. But Connor's fully healthy. So there's no need to take any other fight. But and, and just just throwing this out there, like the only reason Tony Ferguson is, is even remotely like, like the only reason Tony Ferguson is theoretically next in line is because the UFC doesn't want to pay Nate Diaz fifteen million dollars. Right, because Nate would be getting that shot. <laughs> and as evidenced by the fact that the yeah next bit of news. The UFC's apparently the UFC apparently pitched Nate Diaz the um the Tyrone Woodley welterweight title fight, and they were going to have it at two nineteen. I don't know if that's still in the works. We're less than the, we're only we're just under a month out from the card. And it, uh, yeah, yeah. It, from what I've heard, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen because it. Uh, Nate's, uh, from what I heard, like his manager doesn't think they're going to pay him that money, which I agree with. I don't think they're going to give him that money either. And I don't see Nate coming down from that price that he's asking. So I- I'm going to just guess and say that fight isn't going to happen. And yeah. If it does happen, um, I don't want to see that fight, to be honest. I don't think that fight goes too well for Nate. But I don't know. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the MMA world is in, in just I don't know. Too much is going on, but I mean, and and other. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to transition. We got Vulcan Ozdemir getting arrested for battery. Uh, so. so, did you hear the story behind like the guy who was pressing charges? No. Nah. So. Apparently, this guy walks out of the bar and sees his friend on the floor, like, knocked the fuck out. And apparently, it was Vulcan Ozdemir. And he, then he asked, what happened? And then Vulcan Ozdemir allegedly knocked him out again. <laughs> what? Or not, knocked him out. I mean, not, the, the, the guy asking about his friend, obviously. Um, and, you know, fucked him up real good. So why did he knock the first guy out, though? No idea. Oh boy, I I I don't think we've heard Ozdemir's defense. Um, I'm gonna imagine he's gonna say it's self defense, and I, I'm gonna imagine this other dude is bullshitting, where like he probably like maybe he didn't put his hands on Ozdemir, but he probably got in his face. Yeah, he probably instigated something, and he he uh, yeah, probably 
caught a phantom KO for his troubles. Yeah, um, but um, it, it's funny because his friend isn't pressing charges. I'm theorizing it's because he has like a warrant out for his arrest or something. Like this is Florida. Uh, like this dude probably hasn't paid child support in like ten years. <laughs> And it's like shit. I want to go to court. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if this title fight is in jeopardy with DC. It, um, sound, it sounds like they're going with OSP. Oh man, I, I was hoping somehow Gus would get his rematch. I, I really want to see that rematch, but I guess I won't get like, what I want. But no, knowing Gus, both his legs are broken or something. Oh, he's got to be all right. He's, he's got to be doing well. But I'm not mad at OSP though. He's been knocking people out and he's been handling business. So. I'm I'm not mad if if OSP gets that spot, um. But I guess keeping the theme going with suing people in courts, uh, Fabricio Redoom slapped Colby Covington with a boomerang. <laughs> that, that that was a thing that happened. Uh, Colby Covington's response was to promptly sue him. Um, I don't, I don't think he sued him. I think he just pressed charges. Well, pressed charges, but he, Colby, that's not a good look, bro. That is, <laughs> you you can't, you you can't. Eat. Well, like, did you see his defense for like his bullshit? I I, I think I saw it and just kept scrolling. It's like the most aggressively American thing ever. <laughs> just, you can't hit me because free speech. <laughs> Mind you, this was in Australia. How how old is Kobe Covington? Old enough where I wonder how he got to this point in his life. Yeah, because like, because he is not a smart man. I I and I I hate to make this an, an ageism thing. He is twenty nine. Kobe, you're older than me, dude. That's that, that's. Oh god, like this this is a lesson to to and really anybody, but especially to the the younger people. Like, you you can have fun all you want on social media. But eventually, you have to see people in real life, and Twitter fingers will not save you in real life. You may get confronted, or in his case, you might get slapped with a boomerang. You can't then turn around and press charges. I mean, you can, but that's, that's not a good look, man. You can't talk all that trash and get slapped with a boomerang, and then... You can't just say wildly racist shit. Right. <laughs> it's just the ex- ex- you're lucky all you did was get hit with a boomerang. That could have gone a lot worse. Oh my god, imagine this car was in Brazil. <laughs> like, like, they'd uh, still be looking for Covington's body. So, yeah, that 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 happened. That, that was the most interesting thing about um the the I can't even remember. It was in Melbourne. Yeah, a Melbourne card. Yeah. Yeah. Boomerangs to the face. <laughs> when I saw that headline, I didn't even know it. Like I couldn't believe it. And then I saw the video, and I died laughing. Like, that was the most verdoomed thing ever. It really was. Like aside from him kicking Edmund, that might—I <laughs> don't know which moment was funnier. But yeah, Kobe Covington got hit with a boomerang. So that See? that that happened. <laughs> um. I guess real quick, because a lot of these, we'll just go through some quick, like, fights that got announced. Um, John Lineker and Jimmy Rivera at UFC uh, 219. That should be an awesome fight. Uh, Holly Holm versus Cyborg. Quick thoughts. Um, 
Holly Holm presents unique challenges that Cyborg's probably never faced before, at least in her MMA career. Um, but she's still probably going to ragdoll Holly at one point and just beat the shit out of her from the top. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was when it's, when I first saw this, I was like, oh yeah, Cyborg's going to kill her. And then I thought about it for a little bit. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. There might be a... I'm not going to pick her to win. But, like, if she wins, somehow I don't think I'll be surprised. Like, I, I feel like she might... I don't know. It's just something. Like, she, she might be able to pull this off. It's not likely, but I don't know. I, I feel like she, she she's patient enough, but then... Cyborg's still Cyborg, though. So, I, I don't... Yeah, she might get her face punched off. <laughs> well, like, I, I expect Cyborg to, like, grab her leg at one point, just throw her to the ground and get on top of her and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, that that, that could happen. I, I think I'm just trying to imagine, like, could Home possibly beat Rousey and Cyborg? Like, that would be wild. That'd be hilarious because... You know Jermaine's around him. He could be either one. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this, is, like style-wise, that's a really interesting match. But yeah, if I'm a betting man, I'm definitely picking Cyborg just because like that power is just ridiculous. But if Home can get a get one of those head kicks in, man, it make things interesting. But I don't know. I think Home for me is like sometimes she's just kind of too. You you fight cyborg man. You got to be really game. Like you got to be going for the kill. Well, and... like she, like the things that she like the sidekicks and the the spamming. Yeah, that's not really, gonna work. It's gonna, not gonna work. Yeah, it's not yeah. gonna work. But we'll see. I, I do. I like that fight though. I, I like that fight. But yeah, cyborg might catch another body. But I'm I'm really interested to see how that goes. Uh, Paige Van Zant finally has an opponent at 125. Uh, not name the people that have called her out. <laughs> not name Jessica I and uh I somebody else. That yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> not not anybody else, but she she's got Jessica Rose Clark who put the paws on Beck Rawlings, so uh that should be a interesting fight. Uh Kat Zingano finally comes back versus Caitlin Vieira. Glad to see uh Zingano back. That should be a, a fun fight. Marlon Marias back again already, uh, fighting Aljamain Sterling. Um, and oh yeah, Mackenzie Dern. Uh, who's she fighting uh, again? Kayleen Medeiros, apparently a strawweight for Invicta. So, alright, yep, so that's uh, somebody to keep an eye on. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me exactly. We briefly talked about it on the last podcast, but the Bellator tournament. Like first round has matchups announced, so I think it's what Fedor, Enmir. Uh, I will pull that up right now because I think I saved it to my phone. Yes. So the first fight, which has a date set, um, Rampage Jackson versus Chael Sonnen for <laughs> January twentieth at the Forum, which I believe is the same card as a uh, Lima uh, McDonald. Frank Mir versus uh. Fedor in April at the Allstate Arena. Matt Mitrio versus Roy Nelson in a rematch February 16th at the Mohegan Sun. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm assume that's in um 
Connecticut. And in May, we're going to get Ryan Bader and King Mo at the SAP Center in in L.A.? Where is the SAP Center? It's not... Yeah, that I'm not sure. But, spoiler alert, whoever wins between King Mo and Bader is going to win the tournament. <laughs> I mean, there is another... Oh, in San Jose. There is another... He's the real American. He's oh, Jack. Snap. He's the all-American. He's Jack Swagger. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Stoke. Stoke did say the alternate. I Yo. guess is is that him? I guess that's Jack Swagger is never the ultimate alternate. He's the ultimate. <laughs> he's the final. <laughs> Whoever wins this tournament has to beat Jack Swagger for the title. <laughs> he, he's the top of the Mortal Kombat heat. I mean, he's already playing. been heavyweight champion. It's perfect. Oh, man. That tournament is going to be... It's going to be a <laughs> damn mess. <laughs> I wish that was all a one-night tournament. Like... I can't wait till Javier Ayala wins the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They should just bring over uh old boy from PFL. Throw him in there. Lagoy, who they yeah. let go? Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, he was in Bellator. Jesus. <laughs> yep. That was a thing. Coker. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, the man has a built-in story. Right. He was stabbed in the heart. And then he oh. came back. Oh, man. I kind of glossed over it, but uh, big news, Bellator signed former WWE heavyweight champion, <laughs> Jack Swagger. Setting up Jack Swagger versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you know that's coming. The, the, the only true fight left. That might be why Bobby Lashley isn't in this tournament. They might be saving him just for that. But you got to build Swagger up. Give him, like, uh, Batista. <laughs> I do not want to see Batista ever in MMA again. I saw that literally one too many times. You see, oh, this man. is this is the difference between you and me. I believe Batista can grow. I, uh, I believe he can get better. And I, I believe a fight between him and Jack Swagger would be the greatest thing to ever happen to MMA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's, it. Uh, I would watch it. I know I shouldn't watch it, but I probably would. This video of him on top of Vince Lucero's... This, I'm sorry, this photo of him on top of Vince Lucero's back is the most unintentionally funny thing I've ever seen in my life. That fight was... Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Shout to CES MMA. Even years after the heinousness that was... um. Ray Mercer and Kimbo Slice they still find a way to make the good freak show fights. <laughs> and I guess last two bits of news. Uh, I guess is he former UFC fighter Ty Hung Bang? I don't think he's still on the roster. Oh yeah, he got he? cut right yeah. before he went to the cops. <laughs> so yeah, he got uh he got arrested for uh, attempted uh, fixing fights. So uh, he's doing ten months, I believe, in jail. Uh, and, uh, just, like just for people who don't know, uh, Taehyung Bang was scheduled to fight. Who was it? Um, the guy who married uh, Nick Hines, um sister. 
after he beat him up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Drew Dober? Was it Drew Dober? Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. It was, um, because it was in South Korea. Wait, was it in South Korea? God, I'm all over the place. Um, I might be looking at the tie hill, the wrong tie hill bang. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna get this right. Because I remember all the story, I just don't remember the name of the fighters. Uh, oops. Tie hill bang, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was Leo Cunts. Hmm. <laughs> Dang cunts. That oh, how can I forget that? Yeah. Um so for those who don't know, apparently Bang agreed to throw the fight. But whoever I guess he agreed to throw the fight for, I'm gonna assume the Korean mob. Um I guess maybe Somebody had loose lips, or they were really dumb and just threw literally all their money on the damn fight. So odds just shot like through the roof for Bang, or not for Bang for Cunts. And if you know anything about Cunts or Bang, like this fight shouldn't be pretty. It, the the odds should not swing in favor of either man very heavily. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, I guess the UFC went and talked to Bang after the. Like afterwards, because all this money was coming on the other guy, and uh, he 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 didn't say anything, but I guess he got cold feet and um, just fought the fight like he normally would. <laughs> but I get I'm I'm and this is all and from here on it's all speculative. Um, I'm assuming whoever he agreed to throw the fight for might have uh cause, well. Because he ended up winning by split decision. So I'm guessing whoever he agreed to throw the fight for might have been a little angry. Might have been sending threats to his house. Um, and he just went to the police statement that he basically <laughs> accepted to throw the fight. So not only did he not you know, follow through and throw the fight, he's he also going to, he snitched on himself and went to jail. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, he's doing ten months behind bars. Um, I mean, it could be worse. He could be dead. Yeah, he still you know. could die. Like they, like you know, jail's not like I'm sure the Korean mob has people in jail. You know what I mean? So, but, but, but best of luck to you, man. <laughs> I don't really know what else to. Uh... Oh, here it is. After the fight, Bang reported received death threats from organized crime figures. We bet roughly one point seven million dollars on. Oh, <laughs> you, you, oh man, yeah, bro, you need to flee the country. Yeah, you um, like, hop a fence, board a plane, then take the, a boat. Get the fuck out of South Korea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are gonna be some people knocking at your door. Yeah, um, if you see anybody in a black suit, you should probably run. <laughs> like. like they think, like, if you're, I'm assuming these are, like, guys who are just not used to, like, combat sports, and this is South Korea, like, they, they turn out some really good fighters, but, like, it's not, like, it's not like a Vegas gangster, you know, going to a young fighter and saying, throw the fight so I can make a quick buck or something. Um, Because who the fuck bets $1.7 million on bank hunts? 
It's a, a big-ass red flag. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, yeah that's... Like, how, that's, like, a, that's 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 that they, PFL money. That's, <laughs> like, that's that I, I, I like I don't know what I'm doing with my money, money. Yeah, that's PFL. That's <laughs> somebody somebody in PFL is affiliated with that somehow. Like somehow. God, like God, like I'm. Tr- there are probably UFC pay per views that don't get that much money put on them. Right. Yeah. Um. No wonder he's in jail. Good luck to you, uh, homie. Good luck. Um, Man, no. Screw run. him. Run. That's all I can tell you. Screw you. You got cold feet. <laughs> uh, last bit of news. Uh, <laughs> tough 27. Uh, trials December 12th. Um, this season will be a season of all undefeated fighters. Oh, I forgot to mention. They're taking everybody from featherweight to welterweight. Oh, all right. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, so, um, so really, bantamweight to like, right to like middleweight to like middleweight <laughs> to those so, like uh, three guys that want to cut the extra fifteen pounds in every couple weeks for like six weeks. So, uh, yeah, man. If you're undefeated, uh, I mean, if you even if you're not, just go fucking do right. it. Just try anyway. Uh, if you're impressive enough, they might like they might call you in on short notice. All right. It's happened so, before. Uh, Shouts to Frankie Edgar. Yeah, uh, you could be the next Frankie. Probably won't be, but you I can mean, hope. I mean, you dream. <laughs> it, it's nice to dream. It is. It is. Arnold dreamed. Oh man. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't even get into it. Yeah, man. Hey, Arnold's movie came out for anybody who wasn't aware, and I knew people who weren't aware. Shame on you all. Hey, Arnold, the Jungle movie. It did come out seven o'clock. Uh. That Sunday, Friday, Friday. It's Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh crap! We time dated ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> awesome movie. You guys should go. Should go. Go support. Uh, oh, fun fact: Arnold's last name is really Shortman. Like his his granddad calling him Shortman this whole time. That's not a nickname. Like that was his actual. Yep. That was his real name. So, uh, like I want to say, like. Bartlett confirmed that not too too long after the show actually it went off the air. So, yeah, that was that was dope. So, if you guys love Hey Arnold when you were a kid, new movies out, you should you should definitely go watch it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much news, and we might have missed a thing or two, but that's most of what has been happening uh, in the MMA world. Uh, so I guess we'll just uh get on to these fights. <laughs> you. UFC Shanghai came on 3:45 a.m. Um, I missed pretty much every fight. Uh, uh, I unfortunately had to work, so I was not able to wake up. So I had to watch everything after the fact. I had every fight spoiled to me, but that's because I can't stay away from Twitter. So I'm a glutton for punishment. And uh, this main event hurt my feelings, even though I knew it was going to happen. But Calvin Gastelum. Took on Michael Bisbing. Michael Bisbing stepping in on short notice. And I don't think he should have been in there. But that is neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So. You know what really hurt my soul about this fight. Was that. Like I expected him to lose. Sadly. And then I saw the gif of him getting KO'd. And I was like oh lord. 
And then I watched the fight, and I was like, he was actually doing pretty good. Like, he came out really aggressive. And I was thinking, like, while I was watching, I was like, where was this when you fought DSP? Like, to me, he came out, like, he was really aggressive. You know, they were trading shots. Bisping was landing a few good shots. Um, I won't say, like, he was, like, dominating, but, like, he he was definitely having good moments. Like, he was in the fight. He looked like, you know, he was trying to, like, really take control. But, my God, man, with Gastelum, it literally... It, it just takes one, and I, I think for me, what I, <laughs> I, I guess any takeaway, like Bisbing was having good moments, landing his one-two, things were going semi-well, and I, I don't know if it was just like he just got too confident, or he just kind of left his chin slash hand just kind of hang out for a bit too long. Uh, Gasolum beautifully slipped a punch, uh, came back with a right, left, and the left immediately shut the lights out and uh yeah down goes the count no pun intended and like literally as soon as he face planted you knew it was over um Gastelum's a scary dude and like I I, I, I always get crap because I defend Michael Bisping so I got made fun of of course when he got KO'd I get it (laughs) (laughs) it is I'm used to it at this point I lived through the age bomb. I'll, I'll get through this. But I just want to say, because people are like, oh, he lost to a blown-up welterweight. I'm like, Let, let's not forget, this This blown-up welterweight was seconds away from sleeping Chris Wadman. He was also like, seconds away from missing weight. <laughs> right. <laughs> on Friday, on um, yeah. Thursday, I guess. Yeah, I, heard, I didn't see it, but yeah, I heard there was some kind of towel incident or something. Uh, he had no, to he, take his shorts he, off. And... He had to whip out the towel to make weight, so... Uh, but the point being, like, this dude almost slept Chris Weidman. You might as well say, like, a 205. So, like, I, I don't think this is a loss to be ashamed of, but it was a vicious KO, though. Um, like, at this point, Gaslam has to be one of the top three or four punchers. In right. <laughs> in the division. And, yeah, I think I, I admire Bisbing's toughness. He was very willing to trade in this fight, and he was having success, but, like, Gaston's just one of those dudes that, like, you don't, he's not somebody you want to really just throw hands with, like, <laughs> especially considering, like, Bisbing's not, like, a power puncher like that. I mean, he can knock people out, but he's not, like, you know, no, nobody's fearing a Bisbing punch like a Gaston punch, and... Also, it doesn't help when you were concussed like two and a half, three weeks ago. Weeks ago, yeah, like this. Everything about this fight bothered me when it got announced. And, I mean, I get it. Bisming just wanted to get back and fight again. And then even after this, he's having his closeout fight, or I think in like March when they do the the London card. So he's going to have, I mean, a little bit more of a break, but that's, that's still kind of a quick turnaround. But, um,. <laughs> Uh, great win for Gastelum. Um, like, you, when was the last time a win over the champion who literally lost his felt the fight before it felt this hollow? <sighs> <laughs> Man. Uh, hold on. So, th- does he... Does he jump over everybody? How is this going to work in the rankings? It, it it works with however many people vote. All I know is Francis Carmona is probably still on somebody's top ten list. 
<laughs> as of right now, they have Gastelum at nine. With Anderson Silva in front of him and Brunson in front of him. And then, of course, Wadman, Jacare, you know, the, the killer's role. But I think I don't. I think he'll probably knock him into the top five, but he'll probably um, knock Bisbing out of the top five. Yeah. And um, we'll get Yellow Romero at number two. And then I think uh, Gaston did call out uh, Whitaker. Um, I'm, I don't know who I want to see Gaston fight next. Though I would not be mad at a Whitaker fight. Whitaker, but, Whitaker or Rocco for me. Let's, let's let's just do the damn thing. I wouldn't mind the Rocco fight. Oh, actually, yeah, I would. I would really like the Rocco fight. But then something kind of tells me that might go kind of like the the Wadman fight did. But never know. Gaston got just has that power where he can just kind of flatline you. So, but um, yeah, this fight was uh. <laughs> Even when you know the KO's coming, it's not. It's never easy for me to watch, but Gaslam's a beast. I hope you get the weight under control, though. That's not a good look. Don't don't Johnny Hendricks yourself. I don't, I don't, so, don't want to make fun of you. So, so what's it like knowing Michael Bisbing now has the record for most knockdowns? <laughs> it's, it's not surprising. <laughs> like, it's, it's not surprising at all. Like, he he's... His 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 toughness is like uh, it's it's a double edged sword, man. It's, it 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 works. It's it's admirable, but it's also to his uh, defeat. Like it's it's I don't know. But then in, in the same, like I don't know what else he would have done in this fight. Well, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have been that aggressive, but I don't know, dude. Dude, he had something he wanted to get off his chest. He obviously was pretty angry and pissed off. He lost the belt, but. This ain't the guy you really want to take anger out on like that, because he will return fire and it it will hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I expected the fight to go like this. Like you just lost your belt like two weeks prior, you're already jumping back in there. Like this probably isn't gonna go too well. So him getting knocked out honestly was not surprising at all. But it still hurts. But it it is what it is, man. It is it is it is what it is. I will look forward to his last fight in March, and I will pray to the gods that he does not uh, finish his career like that, because that was uh, that was rough. That was how <laughs> that was rough. I'm I'm just gonna say like what would I think Mike like I think it'd be fitting. Michael Bisping goes retires just staring up into the lights. <laughs> I mean, I it was it was good enough for Brad Pickett. It was good. It's good enough for Michael Bisping. Just... Nah, I can't. He he's seen those lights one too many times. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who who's his retirement opponent. Do we do we finish the trilogy with Rockhold? I don't think they'll do it, but or at least I don't I don't think that fight will happen. But you know I don't know that 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 could maybe be a thing. Do you give him the the a Vitor rematch? Machida. You have two options. It's Machida, or it's your Romero. There's no in between. Those are his only two options. 
Yeah, we're going Machida. Uh, <laughs> well, you're going Machida because you're boring. Uh no, I'm going Machida because They're I want to see him. Mike. Do you not have? Oh. Do you not have belief in Bisbing? I want him to retire and have both of his eyes still intact. And if he fights Romero, that other I eye mean, might not. He's retiring. What does he need his other eye for? He's got kids he has to see. <laughs> he's he's got to watch them grow. They're like teenagers. It's not going to get much bigger. Uh, you know, maybe one of them will fight. He's got to be able to train him. He's got to be able to, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see uh, Romero I, hit I, him with a flying knee. I mean, he won the title with one eye. Imagine what he could do with no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. He'll be fighting with a blindfold. Just going by sound. I don't know. I don't know. Um... I mean, hey, if he if he wants to do the Romero fight, if he could somehow pull that off, that'd be an awesome way to send your career out. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I will I will sit and wait anxiously. Why don't you fight Rashad Evans? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he wants his win back. He boxed the crap out of Rashad now. Yeah, I said it. I mean. They boxed the crap out of Rashad in their first fight. He only lost because he got taken down. I don't remember that fight that much, to be honest. I remember I watched. That was at that. that was at two o five, right? Yeah, I remember I yeah. watched. I'm like, you know what? I understand why Bisping thinks he won the he won this fight. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Gaslam definitely set himself up pretty good. Uh, you you got to give him a top guy now, pretty much like. You beat the former champ. There's nowhere else to really go but up. Um, and then you got Brunson's already locked up with Jacare. They can't seem uh, to decide a date in a place, though. Oh, yeah. The whole North Carolina. and <laughs> That's going to be an argument for a while. So, yeah, he, he's got to get a top guy next. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how he does against like that elite, like the Romeros and Rock. It's just because of the size difference. But at the same time, if he can crack that chin, he, he's he's got a chance against anybody. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. But uh, best of luck to Bisbing. Whatever you do in your last fight, just don't see the lights. You know, don't don't get flatlined. I, I can't watch that one more time. I don't want to have to keep defending you and getting made fun of. <laughs> uh, this uh, this co-main event, the Leech, my man, and Zach and Zach Otto. Oh, I say his real name. Uh, Jing Leon Lee, known as the Leech, uh, versus Zach Otto. Pretty pretty quick <laughs> fight. Only lasted uh, about two, almost three minutes. Um, first thing I definitely noticed, you could tell off top that, uh, I can't remember where they said that, uh, the leech is training now in America or at least like splitting time, I guess, somewhere out in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume Couture. Yeah. I wonder if they mention it on here. Yeah. Wherever he is out, uh, in Vegas, uh, it's definitely paying off. I think he looks, his striking, at least to me, looked a lot cleaner. Um, he had pretty good head movement. He was feigning. He was countering, actually, really well. Um, like, any time Otto would step in, 
he was returning fire and landing straight down the pipe, which is ultimately what ended up winning him the fight. Because um, I remember in the... I actually watched the Camacho fight after I watched this, just to see, like, his improvements. And you could tell, like, in the Camacho fight, he was really, like, wild and just kind of... <laughs> just kind of, like, winging punches. He was eating a lot of shots, even though his chin is just made of iron, so he can take them. But, like, in this fight, he, he looked a lot more composed. Um... Yeah, man, he he just looked he looked a lot more cleaner than I've than I've seen. So whatever this new training he's doing is definitely working. Uh, yeah, the fight ended with uh, Otto. I think went for like a a leg kick, and uh, the leech countered straight down the pipe with a right, uh, dropped him, followed up with some ground and pound. Uh, Otto was holding on to his leg, but he wasn't really doing anything. He was just kind of holding it. And then when <laughs> Herb Dean called off the fight. <laughs> was it this fight? I think Otto just kept holding on to his leg. Yeah. Yeah. But he was he was definitely out. Like he was holding on to the leg, but he wasn't really doing anything. Um but yeah, it, it was a really, really good fight from Lee and then he jumped over the cage and went to like hug his family. Um it, it was an awesome moment. It was good good to see the the leeches like improvements from uh his last fight to now. Um shouts to the Chinese audience. Into the crowd because uh, they were behind every Chinese fighter uh, on this card, and they were they were so loud it popped the speaker on my uh, my laptop. Mm. Yeah, so good shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> then like I I understood none of it, but uh, Jing Liang cuts a promo that me gets the entire fifteen thousand person arena like chanting. Like I'm pretty, I, I my Chinese, my Mandarin is crap, meaning you know non-existent. But I think he <laughs> said China beautiful or China strong or something like that. <clears throat> like Megao, I mean, is like, like Megao is China. If my vague memory of Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got the he's he's got him on his back. Yep. He, it was really funny compared to like all the other ones, like who Anik would hop in the ring with, like the other other Chinese fighters when Anik would hop in the ring with them, and they just say thank you. <laughs> oh man, he he had a yeah. They were really. I mean, I guess for good reason that this crowd was hyped because I mean overall, oh. man, China was winning. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they started the night off like. Going zero and three, but they finished out going like with five wins. So right, and like all really like impressive wins. Yeah, like, there was some talent on this card. People are worth uh, definitely keeping an eye on. But like I don't know what the the ceiling is for Jing Liang. Like, well, it's always that weird division where everybody's getting old, and like th- there's. The time for turnover is ca- is coming. It's happening. We just saw Darren Till, you know, murder Donald Cerrone. Yeah. And um, for better or worse, um, Colby Covington survive the hands of K1 Maya. <laughs> uh, so we're in the middle of a turnover, and maybe the leech is. Maybe we've been underselling the leech. Maybe he's not just like another Tim Means middle division like 
action fighter and he's actually turning into like a legit contender. Something like a Santiago Ponzinibbio. He's definitely getting better. And I think he's got good things going for him. I mean, you, you don't want to get cracked in the chin often, but his chin is made of granite. He, he can take hits and he can dish them out. Um, like legitimately, he should only have one loss in the UFC. Like the Nakamura loss was like the only real loss, like because he should have beat Nordin Taleb. I'm gonna keep saying that because it's true. <laughs> like he should have got the decision over Nordin Taleb. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a, a fun fight from him. I, I don't I don't know what the what the ceiling is, but. I know at least regardless whoever he fights, his fights are normally pretty entertaining. Um, he, he's always willing to take one to give one. But like I said, I feel like in this fight he didn't take as much damage as he normally does. Um, like he, he's tightened up his defense a bit. So He was a lot more compact and he never left his stance. Yeah. Which is good because when you hit like a truck, you don't really need to go crazy with it. You just need to stay within yourself. And when you... He got hit here, but like unlike in his other fights, it wasn't like mid four or five punch combo where like his feet are all over the place and he's getting rocked. Like he was able to lean into that head kick with his shoulder that partially blocked it. Um, I think he got cracked with like a left hand at one point and he just kind of ate it because like he was in a stance. So good shit, good yeah. good stuff all around. Shout out to the leech. Ah, uh, this next fight, another fight that uh hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, Guan Wang and uh Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres. Um, Caceres got dropped like four, is <laughs> it four times? He got dropped twice in the first. I think he got dropped or at least rocked in the second. See, I only remember the one. Cause he he got he got caught with I think the first was like a it was like a jab or something it was like a step in like <laughs> it was like a somewhere between like a jab and a hook jab and a yeah but he like stepped all the way into it so it kind of felt like a power punch yeah and he yeah dropped him down on that one he got back up and recovered and then I think like at the end of the round he got I can't remember if it was another left. But the, like that one, I I didn't even think he was gonna make it to the second round because he probably he got, shouldn't have. Yeah, because <laughs> he he got cracked at the end of the first, and then like when the bell rings, he can't even really like he can't stand on his own power. He's clearly just wobbling back to his corner, and yeah, I, I thought they were gonna call the fight off, and but he he made it to the second round. Uh, I, I just felt like there was like a, just a big power difference. Like I love watching Bruce Leroy fight. Really, you know, fun striker. He's always doing some wild, you know, he, he did a really crazy spinning back fist. It didn't land, but <laughs> it, was, it was fun to just watch. But he's not like a power hitter, and it just felt like any time Wong landed, it just seemed like he was hitting so much harder. And yeah, it, like it was evident, like. When he really cracked Caceres, he was really cracking him. You could tell he was feeling those punches. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he got dropped again in the second. Or he at least got rocked with, like, a right hand or something. And then I thought Caceres had, like, a pretty decent third round. Like, he, he seemed like he knew he was down two rounds and that he needed to to basically get a finish. So he, 
he, he started to land a bit more. He was, you know, trying to go for it, but, you know, kind of too little too late. I feel like he never really just could get, like, a groove or just really get anything going. And when he did, Wong returned fire and would just crack him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... Like, he got rocked was... right before the end of the fight. Like, um... Yeah, like, Caceres, yeah, Caceres got rocked right at the end of the third. Like, oh, man. Um... Like, um, Wang uh, Wang Wang was um the guy that uh got this. So who was it? Who was it? I can't remember who it was, but there was a UFC exec earlier this year that mentioned that um for the Singapore card in June they were gonna have this Chinese guy on the card. And he was gonna be their big breakthrough into China. Like they were planning on making him like the cornerstone of their move into mainland China and everything, and like. At first, I thought it was Wei Li Zhang, who is probably the best women's fighter. Probably the best. I, I want. I I'm tempted to say the best Chinese fighter, but we got the leech now, and um, I guess Guan Wang because this is a better win than even like Zhang has any of Zhang's wins. So, um, but she's the best female fighter. I th- I was hoping it'd be her. Like I've known Guan uh, Guan Wang for a while, um, back in his rough days, like RUFF, like old Chinese fight organization. <laughs> um, like he, he's never really jumped off the page to me as somebody who um, was like going to, like the next big thing, you know? Yeah. And this is partially because China's really weird. It's kind of like the midwest was like in the early 2000s where like all right cool i can go fight zero and zero guys or like four and five guys and or guys like a two and three record and like make tens of thousands of dollars doing it just selling tickets like when did the doozy fall his name was just francisco (laughs) there's no mention of his last name (laughs) <laughs> like I can go fight hobbyists for real, like for decent sums of money, and I can do that, you know, eight, uh, five, six times a year. So like, there's no incentive for me to go chase competition. And um, like I, I figure he'd be one of those guys. Um, but uh, the the UFC came a knocking, and they tried to get him on the Singapore card. It fell apart. I'm assuming a part of why the mainland card happened is because they got him. And he trains out of a good team. Like, Xi'an uh, Sports University is probably number one or two in China. The other one would be China top team. Um, yeah, no. Um, I, I don't know what to take the, from this performance. Like, Caceres is probably the best win any Chinese fighters got in the UFC. But that's not saying a whole lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Caceres, but I think he's like 13 and 11. He's always one of those guys that just seems to like alternate wins and losses. But like you just keep him around because his fights are always entertaining. Like you have to be a good fighter to beat Caceres, but... Yeah. Like, I, fighting, 
I don't know if that's the type of performances where it's like, oh my god, he's a he's a born star, right? Like, yeah. compare this to um, Yair Rodriguez's fight, and that's a little unfair because Yair, Yair Rodriguez is like all flash in like the best way possible, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, either way, pretty pretty good showing. It was a, a pretty fun fight. Um, and dude, dude can crack, so, <laughs> pretty sure they'll, they'll, they'll bring him back, uh, I hope, I hope Bruce Leroy stays around, uh, I always love watching his, watching his fight, so, but, uh, yeah, good, good win from, from Wong, um, this next fight, a lot of people were, uh, pretty hype about this, uh, Alex Garcia, and, uh, Muslim, how do you say his last name? Selikov, uh, Selikov, Selikov, I don't know. Um, so he is the, uh, king of Kung Fu. We did not get to see any Kung Fu. I'm very yeah. upset. It, it, it was a little bit. He, he did a few spinning, there was some spinning techniques going on. I don't think he really landed any of them. Or well, I think he landed like a spinning back kick. I, I think he landed one. Um, he did the spinning kick to the head, but I, I think Garcia blocked it. It might like partially hit him, but yeah, I, I think he blocked most of it. Um... My my theory on this fight is Garcia saw footage of uh of him and said, Yeah, whatever happened to Melvin Gillard, we're not doing that to me. Like he <laughs> he was immediately rushing for takedowns. Um I mean they did trade on the feet at moments, but you could tell like Garcia just he just wanted to get the takedowns in. And Garcia is a very physically ripped <laughs> strong person. So uh yeah man, he, he he was working his takedowns and just trying to keep uh Muslim off his feet. And it did a great pretty, job of it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much worked that game plan to a T. Uh there was something about the last thing of that sequence that I I I'm gonna say it was weird, but like 'cause he, he had Muslim on the ground and he landed like one shot and then like he just gave his back up. Like like, he ate that one shot, and then he was like, all right, I don't want this to happen anymore. And he just kind of just gave his back up and got choked out for it. And I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, man. Uh, Tough-ass debut fight. Um, like, uh, Alex Garcia, not a world beater, but he's big. He hits hella hard. He's probably... The strongest pound for pound dude in this division. Um, and his all of his losses are to pretty good people. Yeah, like like loses to Tim Means and Strong Strickland and Neil Magny. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, but um, not like obviously not good for Selikov. Selikov he comes into the UFC and gets dominated by a good not great wrestler in the division where basically everybody else is like a great wrestler. Yeah. Um like he's thirty three. He has a wealth of combat sports experience behind him. So in you know how how much he can really imp- not improve, but like improve without his body deteriorating on him. Um remains to be seen. Like I'm still hyped for him. Like Throw him in there with somebody who's going to strike with him. Like, I'm expecting fireworks. But, um, 
And see, I was surprised, like, for matchmaking that they didn't do that. To, like, give him somebody that would let him show off his talent. Well, I, I'm going to assume they, sign, they signed him for, like, some money. Like, I'm sure Muslim didn't need any money. Like to come to UFC, like I, I'm, I'm thinking that they were like, okay, we're gonna throw some money at him so he can go fight in Shanghai. His name has a little pull in the martial, the martial arts community because he's arguably the greatest living martial, uh, Sanshao fighter of all time. Like the dude's a five-time world champion in um, kung fu, combat kung fu, Sanshao, Sanda, whatever you want to call it. But um. I, I'm. I guess they just wanted like a ret- to see if they would get a return on investment, you know. Yeah, but I mean, tough debut loss, but you know you can always bounce back. Yeah. And you know, anytime you can throw spin moves like he can, you're never. It only takes one. <laughs> yeah, look at your eye hole. Like your eye is going to have a job forever, because there's the chance that he'll do something crazy in his next fight. Right. And it'll work. So, <laughs> hope, hope is never lost. But a great, good, good win for Garcia. Good way to implement a game plan and not end up on the wrong side of a highlight reel. So, <laughs> shout out, shout outs to him. That was a, a really good performance. Um, at, at, le- hey, at least one Santa fight, a uh, Russian Santa fighter did well. <laughs> so, <sighs> speaking of tough debuts, um, Zabit Magomed Sharapov and Shaman Marias. Um, I, I was really hyped to see this. Uh, Zabit is is a beast <laughs> of a prospect. Uh, for people who don't know Marias, uh, he was a a standout in WSOF or PFL, whatever you want to call him. Well, it's not just um, that. He was also um, the head striking coach for Team Nogera. Like he's fought in Limpini. Like against like world class Muay Thai fighters. Yeah, like dude, dude's a beast, man. Like his only loss in WSOF was to Marias. Marlin. And yeah, yeah, Marlin. And uh, he's got he's got wins over Palomino, Robbie Peralta, so on and so forth. But like, dude, dude's a really pretty nasty striker. Uh, a beat. Uh, shut him down though, man. Like, <laughs> like this is a tough debut. And it, it, um, like I was hyped to see this fight, but I was almost mad like the way it turned out because like we didn't, we didn't get to see much of what Marias had to offer because the beat just just shut him down, man. Like yeah, completely like, shut him down. Mega uh, Sharapov is probably the best prospect in the UFC right now. Yeah, like he is just he reminds me like of DJ, like where he is just like like. No matter what you do, he has an answer to it. And if you have an answer to that, he has he, he there's just something else he can do. Yeah. Like um the the sequence um there, there were there was a sequence in the middle of the fight where like uh he has he has um Morris back and he Morris is like fighting to break grip and like he's in like a not a tripod position, but you know He's got both his feet planted, his hands on the ground, trying to um, escape. So when he reached down and grabbed his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he like he, so that's that's actually a little bit later on, like where he's on his back, and he has both hooks in, and like 
um, or it's just like tripoding, and instead of you know trying to climb, uh, trying to make space so he or not make space like, uh, instead of you know trying not to slip off his back, he just reaches down and like, grabs his leg, and takes his hand his his opposite hand goes over the shoulder like into the crooked neck, between the head and the shoulder comes down, locks hands and just drags him to the floor. Yeah, like. <laughs> And, like, I was hoping we would get to see more of his striking, but he basically grappled him to death. Yeah. Like, but, like, and we, it was got, beautiful like, to watch. Two minutes of striking. And it was pretty competitive. Like, Murray uh, uh, threw a pretty good high kick. Um, he had a really fast switch kick. Yeah. And yeah. Magomed Sharapov uh, caught him with, like, a nice uh, right hand right straight down the middle. But... Yeah, no, this is mo- this is like ninety percent Megaman Sharapov dragging Murray to the ground in like just unique fun ways. Like, yeah, there was another part be- besides the suplexes. There was one part where he grabbed around the side of um, he had Murray's back and literally just kicks his feet, his one of his feet out from under him and takes his back that way. Yeah. And then like I think there was one point where he had tried to. Th- he tried to throw him, and he ended up on his back. And then somehow, I don't even remember how, like, he completely switched positions oh. and got back on top. Yeah, Murray Mar- <laughs> got to mount for, like, half a second. Like, and then Zabit bumps him so hard that he goes, like, that, that he spins around all the way, and he's forced to go to, um, to like, a guard. Yeah, like. This guy is freakishly talented. Yeah. And he's like, he's really like stupid well-rounded. Like, <laughs> there's no position you're safe in. There's nothing he he's not good at. Um, Yeah, this this dude is, uh, he, he might be next up. <laughs> like, he, he might be that, that next guy. And after he dominated, oh, not even to mention, he won by Anaconda Choke. Um, and then he... They asked him who he want to fight next. Uh, he said he thinks Yair Rodriguez would be a good matchup. Um, I'm all for it. Um, I'm, I'm not mad at that fight. I mean, I'd like to see uh, Megamet Sharapov get... Honestly, I'd like to see him get somebody who, like, has, like, a good... Like, I don't want to say resume, but, like, with, like, a solid record. Because, like, uh, like I think Yair Rodriguez is a top ten talent. I, I don't think he has the win. Like, he got in the top 10 because he beat BJ. Like, let Megabed Sharapov beat um, Bermudez or Stevens or... Like, let him go fight one of those guys. So, what's Moicano doing these days? Where is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't mind seeing that fight. And I doubt the UFC wants to see Moicano, like, stay in the top 10. Like, I love him, but he's kind of dull if you don't bring the fight to him. But yeah, um, if you guys don't know who Zabit is, uh, he's that dude at 145, at least for now. We'll, we'll you know, you, you always have to see how they look against a vet, you know. So un- until he gets that opponent, we, we feel like we won't truly know. But all, all arrows are indicating that <laughs> this guy's going to be something special. Like, he he's, and the thing is, like, a lot of people were comparing him to Yair, but I think the one thing he glaringly has over Yair is 
like he can box, which I feel like that's one of Yair's like like heels that like his hands just aren't really that great, and not that Zabit is like some world class boxer, but he's a very competent striker to say the least. So, but yeah, man, this this dude, that dude's nasty. That dude is nasty. Um, but I want, I, I really want to see Marias again though, because we. We didn't get to, get to see, I feel like, even, like, a fraction of what he can do. Because he just kind of got ragdolled the whole time. So, um, I, I really, really want to see him fight again. But, yeah, Zabit, that, that dude, that dude's the truth. That dude is the truth. Um, so, actually, yeah. Uh, so, we were actually rounded out the main card. The uh, last main card fight was the Garcia-Muslim fight. And I think Zabit was the, the headline of the prelims. Uh, further going down the prelims, <laughs> this, this next fight, 15 seconds, Kanan Song, Bobby Nash. So this entire fight, literally, I think it started off with uh, Bobby Knight through, I mean, Bobby Nash through a jab, uh, Kanan through a low kick, <clears throat> excuse me, that went low. They took like a two second break <laughs> for the low blow. As soon as the action starts back up, I think Bobby throws a left gets cracked with a right and uh proceeds to just get punched repeatedly until the fight is over. And that was all fifteen seconds. And <laughs> poor Poppy Nash. It. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that, was, that was it. Like there's nothing else to really there's nothing else to go into. Like that was literally the entire fight. Uh and sadly Bobby Nash is 0-3 in the UFC. Uh, Bobby Nash is definitely like a UFC level talent, but not like there's just something there's just a disconnect. Um So one of the weird facts going into this fight was Kenan Song um was one of the rare guys to get signed to the UFC off a loss. He had lost like two in a row. So that was really funny. But um like I don't know anything about him. Would like uh... Pull up his record. Okay, yeah, so before this fight, he fought in Road FC. Uh, he lost to a gentleman named Elner Agaev. Elgar, he lost to Elner uh, Agaev, and he also fought in Glory of Glory of Heroes back in January in China. Um, he lost to Brad Riddle. Well, before that, he did have a good streak, though. He was on a, before the Elmer, Elner loss, he was on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 fight win streak. But you should so, look at these guys' records. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, Gerhard Voigt. Six and oh, six. Oh, Lord, he's six and <laughs> This guy's six and eight. Oh, boy. Okay, so is he... Uh... Ike, Ike Tong is zero and zero, and Zhao Zhang is zero and zero. Like... I... Oh, he lost right. to Israel Ad- uh, Adesanya. Oh, man. There's somebody who should be in the UFC. Shout out to Israel Asanya who fucking head kick slapped this man to like death on Friday <laughs> to win a title. It was amazing. Oh man. Well, Kanan made the best of his opportunity. Um Yeah, that fight was just lightning fast. I, I have nothing else to say. There's not much to really I am legit surprised. That Bobby Nash could not manage to get one win in the UFC. 
he is like he's even if he's only good for like a round, he's still a good one round fighter. I don't know. <clears throat> I feel like some yeah, for some people it just doesn't. And I feel bad because I think he I can't remember if he came from LFA or RFA. He came from one of those two, I think, or he used to fight in one of those. And I, I tend to root for those guys. And yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a rough skid. Cause yeah, I think his first fight was uh the leech, and then it was Danny Roberts, and now now Kanan. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they bring him back after this. But uh, good good win for Kanan. Fifteen seconds didn't really break a sweat. <laughs> so shouts to him. Can we talk about um, how this is Bobby Nash's third fight this year, and he's been knocked out in all three of them. I feel like was he the guy? I can't remember if it was him. Oh no, no, it was Otto. Remember, I was thinking somebody else. Yeah, this is his third fight though. I wonder. You think that's got anything to do with it? Kind of like we talked about Cerrone. Like maybe fighting that often isn't good for your health. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. That and you know sometimes you just need time to take off to just get better and you know fine tune your skills so on and so forth. But like, yeah, yeah, no. Getting knocked out three times in one year it cannot be good for your health. Hmm. Oh Lord. But sorry if I'm losing my voice. My nose is like getting more stuffy by the second. <laughs> by the end of this podcast, I'm not gonna have a voice anymore. <laughs> but <clears throat> this next fight, um Did you catch all the prelims? Did you watch all the fights? Uh yes. Okay, alright, so, uh, yeah, this next fight, uh... Yadong! Oh, hold up, is that the next one? Yes. I have Zhao Nan next. Oh, wait, no, never mind, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> he, he's coming up, though, but, uh... Xiao Nan Yan. Yeah, and Kalen Curran, um, shoot, speaking of people who have had bad UFC luck, um... Kaylin Curran is now 0-4 in her last uh, four fights. Her, her last win was against Emily uh, Kagan, and that was two years ago. Um, she is 1-6 in the UFC. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> she she puts on, like, her, I seem like her fights are always really scrappy, but, like, she just never, it, it doesn't go her way, man. And... I kind of feel bad for her because I heard like after this fight, I, I didn't see it, but like apparently she was getting a getting a hard time on on the interwebs. People weren't, you know, people were doing Twitter things. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, and I get it. She's probably should be an Invicta, if we're being honest. But like, you know, I rag at her, rag on her after like she lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Can't kick her while she's down. That, and I mean, it's not like this wasn't an, an entertaining fight. Yeah. Like, Curran, if nothing else, is fun to watch lose. <laughs> for, for, for whatever that's worth. But I mean, some people, some people just, other people just go out like a bitch. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, she, she, she was trying her best to make this, like, a really scrappy, you know, yeah. fight. And she was trying to tone down Jan Strike, and she was trying to clinch a lot. And like grapple, that's a, and, and that's the thing with Curran. Like her whole game is just to like overwhelm people, and it turns out she's just not that good at it. Like, and she's had a really 
like bad run of people to try to like overpower. Like Paige Van Zant, no. Alex Chambers, yes. Like she, and she was winning that fight up until like the very end of it. Like she won every minute of the through the preceding two and a half rounds before she got armbarred. Um she won the Kagan fight. Like Herrig it's just a tough fight if you're not a technical fighter. Moyo, Albu, and as we learned, Xiaonan are all ridiculously aggressive, tough fighters. Like, and I, I don't think Jan took a step back in this fight. And, boy, Jan was, uh, like, right off the back, man. She was... <laughs> She was getting off some strikes. Like, she was throwing every strike imaginable. Like, hook kicks, leg kicks, all types of combinations going on. Like, she tagged Curran. Like, and props to Curran, who just kept pushing forward. But, like, in most of the exchanges on the feet, like, Zhao Nan was, was kind of lighting her up. <laughs> like, every single time she hit her, like, it physically hurt Curran. Yeah, like... Jan was throwing some heat, <laughs> like she, and it was really beautiful to watch. Like she had some really, really good striking, and then like even I think like the last few minutes or like last flurry of the fight, where they kind of just go all out, and Kaylin ends up again on the bad side of a of an exchange where like yep. clearly she's getting tagged the harder and just <laughs> like I re- I really like that exchange because you see Shannon like she will land the right hand and then duck out at an angle and then throw another right hand. Yeah, it was a really neat exchange. Yeah, she she's a fun. You know what it made me think of? I was like, man, that, I I hate that. Uh, 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 guy, what's 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 the strawweight who's not in the UFC anymore? Uh, what was her name? She fought Daniel. Did she fight Daniel Taylor? Suhi Hong. Mm-hmm. I feel like now that she's gone, this is who I have to root for now. I don't know why. Like they reminded me of each other for some reason. And no, it's not because they're Asian. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, now I feel like I just have to root for her now. I mean, like, Suleyam has a really good fight coming up with um, Jin Yu Frey at Road FC 45. So I'm excited for there that. There we go. Dude, that car. Oh, other bit of news. Um, Road FC started a heavyweight and open weight division for the women. So now they're going to have, like, um. So now they're gonna have 175 pound women face off with one another. Yeah, let's get it. Shouts to um, what's her name? Destiny Yarbrough. Cause she's she's scheduled to be on that card. For those who don't know, she fought Gabby Garcia. That's <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. John uh, Yan got a fan out of me, man. Like that was, that was some really awesome striking to watch. Um. Whoever she fights next, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, and for Curran, yeah, man, that's that's just uh, it's tough, man. That's 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 tough. But I don't know, it's the fight game, I guess it, it is what it is. You see, I, but... I understand why Curran's still in the UFC. I kind of don't get why Jessica I's still in the UFC. Cause Jessica I's boring. <laughs> and she uh, like it's not like she's always been boring, like. Her fight with uh was Sarah Kaufman, fun. Yeah. Her fight with um her fight with God, what's her name? This 
I feel like we have a boring fight with Sarah Kaufman. It's your fault. Yeah. Uh, her <laughs> fight with Alexis Davis. Alexis Davis. Okay, not bad. Like her destruction of Zoila Frosto when she was in Bellator. Awesome. But like after beating, after literally exploding Leslie Smith's ear, like her production just went down. Ridiculous. Like McMahon and and the um, Correa fight were like inexcusable. Like I did nothing to win this fight. <laughs> I am actively trying to lose this fight. That's basically what it looked like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one twenty five will reinvigorate something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe her and Paige, if that ever happens, that'll bring that excitement back. Yeah. I feel like she really, she really wanted that. Surprised Paige didn't want that fight. That was just a winnable fight for Paige. Yeah. But like, I might be more technical, but what good is being more technical if all you're doing is, you know, staring? Uh, well, we'll see. I feel like those two have to cross paths someday. Hopefully. Um, I guess for this next fight, I'll, I'll let you, uh, <laughs> I'll let you take this. <laughs> this was my main event. This is, this is the fight I wanted. Yadong Song versus Barak Kandare, or Kandare. I don't know Indian names. Super Fight League veteran. Barak um, Kandare lost by, uh, what? Was a guillotine power choke? Yeah. Um, in the first round, um, Yadong cheated. Uh, I'm gonna just put that out there. <laughs> um, how, how how could you? You you can't. It, it's it, that's not how you choke somebody. <laughs> that's not how Super Fight League does things. <laughs> it, like there was no headlock. Oh man, I don't. When he locked the choke in, it, like I don't think at any point did Barbara go to like fight the hands. No, like, he, no, he dove into it. <laughs> he was he like, off the cage and dove into it. <laughs> I was so confused. In, like as, in true <laughs> super Oh man, yeah, like that whole ending sequence. I, I guess like a quick synopsis of the fight. Anybody <laughs> who didn't see, man, Barat was just out there just winging some some wild, <laughs> some yeah, and they, wild. Yeah, he had a nice jab when he threw it, which wasn't often. I think it was once. Right. <laughs> he was winging a lot of wild punches. I mean, Yadong was winging too, but he I just felt like he, he hits a lot harder and he he was landing more. And then, like, he cracked Barat with a right. And then, like, yeah, like, he locks in this choke. And at no point does Barat go to fight the hands. Like, at no point is that ever in the game. Doesn't go to fight the hands. Doesn't go to stand up and try to get out of it. <laughs> he, just, he just took it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what happened, man. I don't. Panic. And, <laughs> like, this, like... We should probably mention Yadong knocked the shit out of him. Not oh, even yeah. like 10 seconds prior. Yeah, he might not have been all the way there. Yeah, um, he fainted with the jab. Apparently he didn't need to because I don't think like, it registered in Kandare's, Kandare's hair, uh, head that um, 
that he was going to throw a punch. Because he kind of just stares at the fate. He's like, oh, this... Like, I don't think it registered that he was throwing a punch. Oh, man. And it landed loud and hard. They re- oh, like, yeah. they went to the replay on that, and like it sounded like a gun went off. Like I'm, surp- I'm surprised Kandari Kandar- uh, like, Kandar- like, managed to deal with that. How old is this kid? Was he the one on this card? I think that was like oh, yeah. really yeah, young. Yeah, like he apparently they said he's nineteen. I, I but like I, I as I was watching this fight, I posted it on like Tumblr that like they say he was nineteen, but I look at his record and it says he's been fighting since twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Or no, Andy said he's been fighting for since twenty twelve. His record on like topology and sure dog says twenty thirteen. Yeah. And on sure dog it says he's twenty two years old. Yeah. Because if Topology's right, or and Enix's right, and he's really been fighting since 2012, and he's 19 years old, that means he's been fighting since he was like 13, 14 years old as a professional. <laughs> which means... That's crazy. Which means like, I, I'm, I'm going to have to cut my excitement down, because his body's probably going to go in like three years. Yeah, he might have that Jordan mean. Ugh. Yeah, it's weird though, because Sherdog says he was born in '94, and the broadcast they said he was born in '97. I, I, I honestly, so. God, don't think anybody knows really. Maybe, well. maybe Yadon sounds like a, a orphan or something, and just doesn't <laughs> have like a birth certificate. Yeah, we're, we're just guessing at this point. Maybe he's re- maybe he's really 35. He's pulling a minute bowl. Yeah. If anybody heard about the news of him recently. <laughs> it turns out he's 25 years older than he thought. <laughs> oh, man. I read that headline. I was like, uh, that's that's funny. <laughs> it seems like 50 years old. I was 50 years old when I was in the NBA. <laughs> oh, man. Which makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> That's the Manute Bowl. Well, ex-coach says he made up Manute Bowl's birthday. He could have been 40 or 50 in the NBA. Oh, man. Oh, man. But uh, great, great win for Yadong <laughs> Song. Awesome choke. Um, Barat. Uh, just a bowl ball. Who actually knows how old he is. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I'm not going to lie, I'm looking through the rest of these fights. I watch them, but like a lot of these don't stick out. Um, Shamil Abdur, uh, Ab- Abdurrahim. Abdur- yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, so th- but, this uh, one's funny. So Chase Sherman, Twitter personality extraordinaire. Um, he, met, he, he said he was before the fight, he was he, in an interview, he mentioned that he wasn't excited for it because, um, and I quote, he hits like a fucking girl. Oh. He then proceeds to get knocked out in less than 90 seconds. Yeah. And uh, the way he got... That knockout sequence was really weird. Because like he got punched from like behind. And then he... I don't know. It was... The way he just fell. It just looked like one of those moments you don't want to look up and see that. Oh, that happened yeah. to me. And... Like, the, the only other note I have on the fight is I hope Sherman's manager makes a meme out of this on Twitter. Oh, that's 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 sadly that is a very memeable KO. Yeah, like yeah, it was definitely one of those. That, I mean, uh, he does it for like you, you know the story behind his Twitter, right? 
Yeah, I know, I know he. Yeah, he's like he's really active on there. And it's I don't, apparent, I don't follow him though. Um, what's his name? Ariel Hawani uh, claims that it's his manager who's the one doing all the tweeting, which wouldn't surprise me because like we've heard stories of other people do it. Have you ever heard the story of fucking um? Who was it? Who's the dude who owned RFA? Ed Soros or Ed Soros? Ed Soros calling into the Sherdog Radio Network pretending to be Vitor Belfort. <laughs> Hold on, did they buy it? No. Ah, uh, I uh, didn't pull it off. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, what is what is it going on in MMA? Why is everybody weird? Because this, this is sport wouldn't be the sport is for carnies. Yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't love it if it it, it wasn't as weird as it is. <laughs> oh man. Um this next fight. Uh Gina Mazzani and Yenan Wu. Um all I remember is this fight was a lot and a lot of grappling. Like I was almost puzzled at how much grappling there was because like there were there were points where like I would think Yanan was gonna like get off the cage to try to just get back to the center, mm-hmm. but they would just keep. Going. Oh yeah, no. Like, <laughs> like, this was this and the first fight between Asker and um, Yao Song, which is like a complete like show of disregard for cage awareness, because uh, Yanan just kept going to the cage with these clinches and kept getting like overwhelmed by this woman who was how old is she? Like eight years her senior, and much bigger, thicker, like, thicker yeah, in, in size. <clears throat> and uh, like, like in MMA, for inexperienced fighters, it seems to be this thing, especially when it comes to like the clinch, where like they have to compete there, like it, it, like it's a test of strength or something for them. It, we saw it when um, Rose fought um, Kovacavich. Hmm. It's it's really weird. To, like they'll just keep going back to it and back to it. But like, shouts to Yanan. Like she, I guess, she didn't give up any like space. I guess like she she fought it out. She um she tore. Uh, she apparently dislocated her shoulder in like the third round or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause she yeah she was in a lot of pain and like that second oh, round she was. In oh the my corner. god, her screaming in like agony at at, at the end of the third. Uh, the second, where like she has her hand on her forehead because she can't move her like arm. Her, yeah, but yeah, she came back out in the third man. She she finished the fight. So um, props. Hope you got some ice on. Yeah, props and hope you got some ice. Ice, <laughs> some well, ice bandages. Yeah, that's whatever that was. It it, it sounded painful, um, but yeah, good win for Mazzani. I'm, ha- I'm happy. Uh, Women's bantamweight has another fighter. I'm not sure how good she'll be, but. Yeah, it's somebody. It's body. <laughs> a, a body's a body. And yeah, take what gotta take what you can get. Like her only loss is to current bantamweight, uh, Invicta bantamweight champion Yana Kuniskaya. So, uh, um, and I watched this next fight too, and I don't remember it much. Rolando D and uh, Buren uh, Will Willi- Willi- <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that works. Um, oh wait, what did Rolando? Wait, 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 wait. I just remembered something. Um, 
Wait, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, shouts to Yanan, whose nickname is Mulan. So there we go. There we go. Know know how yeah. to market. And Buren is now Waluigi, whether he knows it or not. Whether he so. knows who Waluigi is or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's take it. I'm, I'm sure it. there's like a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> oh man. Is there a Chinese knockoff from Mario? There has to be. I mean, there was one of. Was it? Wasn't there a Lion King? Yeah. I mean, the Lion King is a knockoff. Yeah, but they. I feel like they knocked it off. I'm maybe thinking something else. There's probably a knockoff Mario. I'm pretty sure. If not Mario, probably Sonic. He's he's probably got a, a red guy running over there. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I remember there was some striking in this fight. I'm pretty sure Rolando. I think he dropped him at one point early in the first. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much else of this fight really stood out to me because I don't remember it. Um. I'll give Waluigi this. Like, I like his wrestling game. Where I, I, I like his... Because it's really weird. Like, he'll just dive on the knee. And as, like... Oh, was this the fight where, like, he went for a takedown and he would not let yeah, up until he, yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like what he was doing. Like, he was grabbing at the knee, like, behind the knee, and then, like, going to the... Like, it, it wasn't quite a knee tap. But he would literally like wrap their head and grab the knee and like try to drag them to the ground. It was actually really cool. He was just like yeah. so committed to it. I actually thought he won, but yeah, I could see like because he he was doing nothing with like the strike. Oh no, no, he was landing with the striking, but like D was landing with power. So yeah, and he was getting none of those takedowns. And when even when he did, he didn't do much with it. So yeah, that. Don't remember honestly much of that fight, but yeah, Rolando D won by uh, decision. Um, this last fight I only watched once, so I don't remember this much either. Uh, Cyril Asker and Yao Zhang Hu. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you did you watch this one? I don't have much commentary. Um, <laughs> Yao Zhang Hu is a light heavyweight with like well, uh, heavyweight legs. And he is terribly, terribly inexperienced. If he is a Greco-Roman wrestler by trade, and he got taken down by like Cyril Asker, who is, who I've been confusing with Bohan Milek, um, Milekovic, the guy who the UFC brought in basically to make Francis Agano look good. Um, where's it going with the start? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Yazang has no idea what um. Uh, like cage awareness or distance control or you know grappling or outside of like a standing guillotine so yeah uh, props to Asker who improves it two and two god Yazan's record is only three and one yeah no he is terribly inexperienced Jesus I mean this is what happens when you need a Chinese heavyweight on short notice they couldn't get the dude from our, our Road FC, the sumo wrestler, <laughs> whose name I will not even begin to try and pronounce. But this this is your lane now, Yao Zhangfu. I have no idea who they fight. Let him fight next. Give him a. Uh... Give him uh give give him uh Tommy Pickles. 
who's uh the guy who fought Alvaski, what's his name? Junior Abidi. Yeah. <laughs> Him Tommy Pickles. <laughs> but um uh, yeah, that was pretty yeah, that was the uh entire card. Um yeah, overall this is a pretty it's a pretty solid card, man. Like it was like I said, we got prospects. Uh the beats out here running wild. Uh pretty good night for uh the Chinese fans. Like I said, they started off 0-3, but they finished off really strong. And a lot of their young dudes looked really good. So, And then uh, main event, you know, it is what it is. My homie got flatlined. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it was still a, a pretty good pretty good card overall. Um, I felt a lot better uh, watching this card than I did that uh, last debacle that I was forced to sit through to 1.30 in the morning. So, um yeah, felt 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 pretty good about that card. So, nice nice rebound, UFC. Appreciate it, and I appreciate that this main card was only was it four fights, I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, fight like pass. This, this yeah, uh, yeah, it was fight pass. But even like rewatching the card, like these fights went by pretty fast. Like it wasn't such a drag to uh to sit through. Um, one piece of news I actually forgot to mention because I got my notes pulled up. Um, do you have the Ryzen bracket in front of you? Oh crap! Um, Ryzen. Yeah, cause they're, bracket. Uh, people who don't know they have a bantamweight tournament coming well, up. Well, it's already started technically. Um, oh yeah, like what's his name? Guy's ass beat to Kawajiri. Really? Yeah. Oh man! Hey, we talked about it. Who did? Who did he fight? Um, the Brazilian dude. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he did get murdered. Uh, wait, I have it right here. There we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, all right, Kyoji Horiguchi will be fighting um Gabriel Oliveira, who, if I'm remembering right, is the guy I'm talk I'm thinking of, who beat the crap out of uh, Kawajiri. He in fact is. Um. <laughs> Also fighting uh, is uh, Takafumi Otsuka, who will be fighting German Khalid Taha, who beat Kita uh, Ishibashi to get to the was second round. Um, from France, Kevin Petschi will be fighting uh, Shintaro, uh, Shintaro Ishiwatari. Uh, um, for those who don't know who Shintaro is, I just want to make sure about this. Yes. He is the dude who had one of the best fights of 2013 with Kyoji Horiguchi. I think it was Horiguchi's last fight before he went to the UFC. It was in um, Bally 2 Japan second. Yes, it was the second one they did when since bringing back that name. And finally, Ian McCall will fight Manel Cape, a man from Angola. And that's all I know about him. Good Ian McCall finally just has a fight. <laughs> Hopefully this one stays in place. Well, he can do all the PEDs he wants now. Yeah, so... So he has no excuse not to make it. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, real quick. <laughs> Before we get into uh, uh, parting shots and all that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have two emails to read. I will not say who sent these emails in question. Stokes. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea if Stokes actually sent Stokes. So uh, I'm just going to read off uh, two emails <laughs> that we received. Uh, the first, actually this was the second email, but it's first in my inbox. It was the most recent. Um, the headline is just a thought. No. And no. The, <laughs> yeah. no. The the message is a not so friendly uh uh F U to uh one TJ Dillashaw, so that was a thing. Uh <laughs> the uh next email <laughs> says this isn't a question but more of a comment. Stoves is really funny, way funnier than Joey. So <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> So uh yeah, just thought I would read those two <laughs> those two emails. So uh if anybody else wants to send emails, uh Dojo Talk Podcast at Yahoo dot com. Uh I check the email box at least like once a day, see if anything's in there. So, you know, if you got questions or you <laughs> apparently if you want to take shots at people, uh yeah. Well you you can send your email through. And uh, you might you might make it to the show. So Dodo Talk Podcast <laughs> Yahoo dot com. Uh, shout out to Stokes and Joey. Um, but yeah, that's you know pretty much all the news and fights um uh, that went on. So I guess we'll just uh end the show with parting shots and shout outs. Um, I have three actually. Um two sports related all, all three are sports related but one is, or you know what I'll, I'll just get into it uh first one uh shout outs to Denise uh Kielholtz if I'm saying her name correctly um for people who don't know she's a pretty great uh kickboxer <laughs> um she made this wasn't her MMA debut cause I think she was 0-1 yeah. um uh, but she got her first win in MMA on the Bellator card uh, that happened in Israel. Um, I think it was back on like the 16th of November or something like that. Um, but uh, she got a win over Jessica Middleton via scarf hold arm lock. Um, her striking looked really good as expected. But um, it was dope that she got a win by submission. So that, that was pretty cool. So shout outs to her. Uh Getting her her first win in MMA, first win in her Bellator debut. Uh, second shout out, not even a really shout out, but Ben Askren beat Shinya Aoki for whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, I mean, Askren retires like one of the big question marks in MMA. Yeah. So that was a that was a thing. Um, I watched the fight. It was only fifty seven seconds. Aoki, they, they traded shots for like a quick second. Aoki pulled a guard and then proceeded to just get pounded in the face for a little bit. And that was the whole fight. And yeah, that was it. So, shout out to Askren. I, I want to hold hope that somehow he'll end up in the UFC, but it's not. I mean, I mean uh, that was his retirement fight. Yeah. But also, I feel like people in MMA don't really retire. Like, I feel like it's not a real thing. Well, he's, he did say that they could lure him out of retirement, but they also gave him a job. Like he, has, he now has a desk job with one FC, or one championship, sorry. And he said he's um, 
He actually gave a really poignant interview where he was talking about like he he's really want to fo- he really wants to focus on his like wrestling academies. And he was talking about like a recent tournament where like these two kids he was he's been training since like he was like they were like really like little, won their matches and they they broke down and started crying because they realized they were gonna get scholarships because of it. That's good though. Uh, I, I think it's good though that like yeah people in the sport go back and contribute and help. Like, Askren seems know. to be one of the people in wrestling who actually wants to grow wrestling. Yeah. So that's awesome. So yeah, shout, shout out to Askren. Um, I, I wasn't like a huge Askren fan, but like I always want to see the best fight, the best regardless. So yeah, he, he is gonna be one of those dudes that's just like a question mark unless somehow he finds his way in the UFC. But regardless, he ends his career undefeated. Um, he still did have good wins. Um, he destroyed <laughs> my homie Douglas Lima. He destroyed Carl Amasu. He destroyed um, who's the other guy? Um, the guy who beat Bendo. Um, can't remember. Andre Korshkov. Yeah, Korshkov. So, like, he's he's got good wins. He's made very good fighters look very average. Um, so shout outs to him. Uh, <laughs> last shout out. Oh no, this is a shot because I hate Alabama. Um, for everybody in the state of Alabama, you guys are going through it right now. Um, what is? College football. Uh, I was gonna say, what huh? a shit show. Yeah, it doesn't oh, even man. matter what you're talking about. Like, so <laughs> for people who don't know, and I, we're recording this Saturday night, so like the game versus Auburn. By the time you're hearing this recording, is over. So uh, Alabama took their first L of the season, which I'm very pleased about. Um, I feel like they're still gonna find their way in the playoffs because whatever playoff ranking, uh, whatever. I'm not getting to it. But anywho, that they, they took a loss. Uh, but even Wilder, um, Alabama basketball team played Minnesota today, and I saw something that I've never seen before. So, at one point, there was a scuffle in the game, and for people who don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the same in the NBA, but, like, in college, if you leave the bench area during a fight, you are ejected, like, to keep, you know, they don't. Nobody, they don't want a repeat of the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. So, uh, and if you don't know what that is, go to YouTube, learn your basketball fight history. But, <laughs> like, so if, if you leave the bench, you're, you're ejected, you're out. So, during the scuffle that happened, the entire Alabama bench got off the bench and came on the floor. Promptly, the whole bench was ejected. So now, the Alabama team literally can only play with five players. There's no bench because the entire bench got kicked out the game. To make matters worse, one of their players fouls out. So now you have a four on five. To make matters even worse, another player who I hope he's doing all right, he went to go up for a three-pointer, came down awkwardly on his ankle. He's out of the game. They're playing a three on five for the last like 13 minutes of the game. Shout outs to them. They only lost by like five points playing a five one three. So that happened. It was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. But um yeah, Alabama, you guys are going through it. Um I won't make fun of your basketball team because I don't care about Alabama basketball. Alabama football. Um I hope you guys don't make the playoffs. I hope you lose out the rest of the season. 
it's nothing personal, but it kind of is. So, yeah, those are my parting shots and, and shout outs. Um, uh, shout out, uh, parting shots. Um, shout out to Craig Barlett, um, creator of Hey Arnold, my favorite <laughs> cartoon of all time. Um, <laughs> It took you. It, they the Nick dicked him around on freaking finally getting this done, but it took him thirteen years to do it. And I'm happy that they finally got their movie. The movie that was supposed to be in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> like for those for those who don't know, Hey Arnold was cartoon from like the '90s up until like 2004. It was supposed. To, <clears throat> It was supposed to conclude on this big mo- like theatrical movie about the main character finding his parents because we go like the entirety of the series wondering why he's being raised by his grandparents. And then in like two episodes we find out that like, his parents are like doctors who um who go and help people in like less fortunate countries. Um but instead the- Nick asked them for they Nick asked them for like a movie for like um TV, so they made the Hey Arnold the movie, which was completely different, had nothing to do with anything in the show. <laughs> and then after the success of like the umpteenth Rugrats movie or something, they were like, "Hey, let's have Hey Arnold in movie. Let's put that movie that was made for TV in movie theaters." And then it bombed because it was a TV movie put in movie theaters. But it, it didn't bomb, but it like made no money. Yeah. Like literally no money. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it, like yeah, it made no money. So point being, I'm happy Greg Barrett finally got to tell the story I wanted to tell. My childhood is one TV series closer to completion. Like this, this right. was the this is the first show I realized like TV shows could get canceled. Yeah, I I had read a rumor I don't know if it was true that they were thinking of possibly doing another season depending on how like this movie is received. Yeah. Um. And I I don't want another season. Uh, this this is just end the way it is. All the loose ends were tied up. All the questions were answered. Have you ever heard Have you Let ever it. heard of um well, it's funny you should mention that because originally when they were going to do this movie and then like they were going to like question what was next, what was going to happen was they were going to do a show called The Patakis. No. It was going to be teenage, it was going to follow around teenage Helga. And it was just going to go through her life as like, because the, the idea behind it was like Arnold moved away. Um, they moved to South America, like Central America. They moved to San Lorenzo. To go help the like to go help like the natives there and um it was gonna be like Helga was gonna be the main character and like the way they pitched the show the the only reason that show didn't get made is because it was it was too much like Daria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to see any spinoffs. Just let this sit alone as a completed show, and let's let's just. I'd know. be fine with it, as lo- like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, based on the movie, I think Bar uh, Barla could do a good job with it. So, 
We'll see. I mean, Rocco's Modern Life is coming back, so. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a thing. I, I can't remember when, but yeah, that's, that's going to be a thing. Excuse me. Invader Zim. What else is going to get rebooted? Mace dropped the disc record to Cameron. The 90s are back. Yo. <laughs> Fab and Jada finally put out an album. Dipset dropped a song. Cameron <laughs> dropping an album or a mixtape or whatever. Yeah. The 90s and early 2000s are back in full effect. It's not a game. You new kids, you're done. You had your time. It's over. <laughs> can't re- I can't wait till they bring back the Angry Beavers. <laughs> Just fuck me up. Oh man. Um. Oh snap! I forgot. Shout outs to Shogun Hua who turned 36 today. Top five Daryl alive at light heavyweight. Can't wait till we get the Wild Dor- Thornberries reboot. I didn't like that show. Really? Could- yeah, I couldn't couldn't get into right. that one. That was one of the few Nickelodeon shows I just kind of, yeah, just kind of skipped over. I'm, that you know, what I'm angry that they were going to reboot and just well, they were talking about rebooting and never did. Yeah. Well, first, like Courage the Cowardly Dog. I love that show. <laughs> like they were, they were in talks to like bring it back for like another season or something. That could come back, because that show could be, like, one of those weird Adult Swim shows that comes on late. Because that show was really, like, if you think about it, that show was really creepy. Yeah, no, that show fucked me up. Really weird. <laughs> like, that show was really strange. The Courage was supposed to come back, and the, the, the um, what you call it for, um, Kids Next Door. The creator of Kids Next Door started a campaign so that it would come back. And Nick was like, nah, we're going to reboot... Uh, not Nick. Cartoon Network was like, nah, we're going to reboot the Powerpuff Girls. And yeah. it, it turned out awful and nobody liked it. And now it's on Boomerang. <laughs> oh, man. So but... Nick is so far one for one. Cartoon Network is like 0 for 3. Nickelodeon had heat, man. Nickelodeon had so much heat back in the day. Now they have Spongebob reruns. All day, every day. <laughs> People still watch them though. Oh yeah. Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon man. That's the one thing that like kids nowadays are doing great because you guys are growing up with all the superhero movies. Like every superhero has a movie. But like, I'm sorry, man. The '90s and early 2000s, we had cartoons on lock. Like, I don't know what y'all are watching now, but it's trash. Whatever it is you watch, I don't know what they're watching. But It'd be trash. like Ad- Adventure Time. Well, no. I mean, Adventure Time's cool. And uh, what's the other one? Regular show. That's it's just like cool. Steven Universe. Uh, yeah, Gravity. Couldn't do that Gravity one. Falls. Um, Star vs. the Force of Evil. I watch a lot of cartoons. <laughs> oh, is it true that Gravity Falls is connected to Rick and Morty? Um, kinda. Like. I I think I I just I just think Alex Hirsch and like is just a fan of Dan Harmon. I've been told to watch that because it's like slightly connected or related. So it's it's not related at like all in terms of like plot or anything to do with it, like the tone of the show. Nah. Minor side rant. Have you ever watched the Mike Tyson? Yes. Is it good? I love it. It makes no right. sense. I need, 
<laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I just need to know if it'll... Because I have Sling TV, but, like, they don't... I can watch episodes of it, but I can't... It, it starts from, like, season two. Uh, and, like, I want to see this from the beginning. I'm not even sure. So, like, I haven't watched the show in forever. But, like... Oh, my God. Um... I, I'm pretty sure the first episode involves Mike Tyson murdering Bobby Fischer. <laughs> oh, man. And for those of you who don't know, I mean Bobby Fischer, the chess player. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got I to gotta watch this he show. Also, he also gotta... rides Cormac McCarthy. Jesus. The show is really fucking weird. Who greenlit this show? I, it's Cartoon Network. They don't. They, they don't need to explain anything. Like, they made Squidbillies for crying out loud. <laughs> Dude, like the stories behind like, car, uh, like Adult Swim shows getting like greenlit are always funny to me because it's literally just like Mike Lazo going, "That sounds weird as shit. Make it." Right. <laughs> I mean, literally, if you watch a, Adult Swim past like one o'clock, the shows this. They get weirder and weirder and weirder as it just goes on. Remember fucking Renegade Angel? Nah, I don't think I watched that. I think the weirdest I got was, uh... <laughs> I think I watched, like, More Oral. Oh, my... That... I love More <laughs> Oral so much. Like, I, I didn't realize how good it was until, like, it was way off air. Oh man, I watched that show and I was like, I don't know what's dude, going on right dude, now. After, like the first season's hard to sit through, but after that, shit just gets wild. Oh man, shout out to Cartoon Network. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's got to be a fun shout, job to have. Uh, over shout to um, what's his name, Starburns from Community, who made Moral Oral, and is behind the production company that makes Rick and Morty. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. See, we gave you guys everything, man. MMA, cartoons. Oh, uh, I, another side rant. You didn't see Justice League. Uh, I probably won't, so you can go ahead and let out your system. Oh, no. I, I don't... All right, I'll just throw it out there real quick. I don't care. We're over two hours, but I'll, I'll stop it a little bit. But I think I'm one... I've never seen a movie divide people so much. But, like, I enjoyed it. And I think it's because my expectations weren't crazy high. I just wanted something. Just give me some action and a a minor story that I can follow and I'm happy. I'm a very easy-to-please movie fan. So that means if I don't like your movie, it has to be terrible. Because I don't really complain much about movies. So I found this enjoyable. I thought the guy who played Cyborg actually did a really good job. But I was disappointed that he didn't get like enough screen time and he didn't really do much but like the scenes he did had i felt like he was like the most convincing character uh flash for me was kind of a hit or a miss i get it he was the comedic relief in the movie and i I felt like at first it was you know it was okay and then after a while it kind of got like too much um i hate superman with a passion but i was a superman fan for one scene in this movie wait like the actual character Um, like the the dceu one all of it. I hate Superman as a character, a person, a everything. I I hate Superman. What? <laughs> I I despise like Superman and Captain America are like the two, and and Cyclops are like the three like superheroes. I just what? 
I don't. What did care the for. Jewish diaspora ever do to you? <laughs> but for one scene, for one scene, when when Superman first shows up in Justice League, I was a fan for the first scene he showed back up in. Like it, it was awesome. I won't lie. But after that scene was over, I was like, all right, I don't care about this guy anymore. Um, and I guess last note about Justice League. Uh, well, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, she's she was probably the best part of the movie. Um, Aquaman, I thought was pretty good too. Uh, Batman, uh, Mr. Ben Affleck, I've defended this man, but um, like I've been hearing rumors that he wants to leave. Uh, apparently, he doesn't want to be Batman anymore, and I don't know why I'm hearing rumors of Jake Gyllenhaal being his replacement. We should not champion this or put that in the atmosphere, but um. There was something about Batman in this movie that was off. Like <laughs> you probably just got the vibe that Ben Affleck doesn't want to be there. Yeah, that and when 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 Batman is around other superheroes, you realize he's Batman. And I say that as someone who like <laughs> Batman is like my favorite superhero. But like in this movie, when he's around everybody else, you realize that oh yeah, he doesn't have powers. Like. <laughs> Everybody else is just putting in work, and Batman is struggling to beat Parademons, and you know. Yeah. But I I thought Justice League was solid, and I got hyped for the um, they did do two really good uh, after credit scenes. I thought that were really dope. Um, should I spoil them? Oh, I don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's been around for a while. You guys have seen it, so if you don't want the last two scenes spoiled, just cut it off. But. First cutscene where the Flash and Superman race. Um, that I thought that was awesome because earlier in the movie, and I'm about to just spoil this part too. The first scene when Superman comes back and he's not all right in the head and he basically fights the entire Justice League and he beats the crap out of all of them. And Flash tries to do his little uh, hyperspeed run around and he realizes that Superman is just as fast as he is. <laughs> because Superman looks him dead in the eye, like <laughs> while he's in hyperforce. Which is a scene they and... took directly from like X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> it was it was awesome though. And then they 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 had a race at the end of the movie. You don't get to see who won, but um, I thought that was cool. And then at the very last cutscene, uh, you get Deathstroke who pops up at the end, and him and uh him and Lex Luthor have a talk about forming the Injustice League. So I'm guessing that'll be the next movie. And Deathstroke is one of my favorite villains, so I was I was pretty hyped to see him. Um, I, I thought it was a solid movie though. Um, better than Batman vs Superman, which I realize isn't saying a whole lot. Uh, probably not better than Wonder Woman, but I I thought it was solid. But you know, it's 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 divided. Most people I know who've seen it personally. Most of them has liked it, minus like three people. But online is tearing it to shreds. My brother who actually liked Batman vs Superman then Man Steel was said it was kind of meh. I'm just... see I, I thought it's, it was the opposite cuz like Batman well, vs Superman well, from my, uh, I like my understanding it, like this is a completely different movie tonally. It is. And it is. Really like, me, like jumbled up because like Joss Whedon and what's his face uh Zack Snyder basically split the movie and like that's what yeah, we had to reshoot half of it yeah because snyder yeah that's nothing like snyder's daughter died so they like that whole thing you got two directors on one movie like i felt like it was it 
it was the opposite of Batman vs Superman. Like Batman vs Superman was really dark, and it was a really long drawn out movie. And this one was a lot more light in tone, and they kind of got right to the point, which I don't mind because I kind of know the character's backstory, so I don't really care about it. But yeah, like if you don't, if you aren't familiar with who the Justice League is and you watch this movie, they don't give you a lot of time to connect to the characters. They kind of just throw everybody in there. Here, here we are. Let's go. Yeah. Let's so, like, I uh, introduce, it, like, four people into one movie and, like, pretend that they're all important. Right. Yeah. One day, I will do a long-ass rant on the entirety of why I hate the DCEU after I force myself to sit through all the movies. I still haven't watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot Suicide Squad. That's, that's, I still haven't watched that. It, yeah, it is one not day. a good movie. Like, uh, like people try know. to say, like, Will Smith and what's her name? Um, The girl who plays, uh, the woman who plays Harley Quinn are good. But I, I, I said no. <laughs> Everything about that movie is bad. <laughs> Like I give, I'll give I it to them trying, but like no. Yeah, well, DC's taking a break because I think Aquaman doesn't come out till like summer next year, but Marvel's next up to bat. Black Panther February, Black History Month. I'm calling out of work. Uh, uh, um, first day. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a I good. Time. Aquaman's gonna bomb. God damn. I don't know. I mean, Justice like, League. Justice bombed. League. Well, not bomb. Justice League gave me hope for their solo movies so especially for cyborg because his i was really worried about but like the guy who played him i thought did a good enough job to make me like i would watch a solo of, of that and I, I thought aquaman did a good apparently enough apparently the flash movie's up in the air now see i hope they do his though because his is supposed to be i thought based off of flashpoint paradox which is an awesome storyline so but then i don't know yeah, also, you, know, you want a new 52 so, and why, why, why some use, I think they're, I think they're running away from the idea of Flashpoint, because, like, from what I understand, like, they're running away from, um, who was it? The idea of Darkseid? Oh, Lord, no. Like, they don't want to do it anymore? You have to do Darkseid. You don't have to. Like, you, you do Brainiac. Do a million other things, but but Dark Side is like he's that guy, man. Like it's like if Marvel didn't do didn't do Thanos. Like sure, you got other good villains, but like you, you can't just act like he's not yeah. there. Like you can't just not. Do I Dark think Side. I think like, Thanos see, is more interesting than Dark Side. Probably, like he he wants to destroy but, the universe so he could be together with the goddess of death. <laughs> that's his only drive and I love it but um yeah so I, I think they're keeping Flashpoint in their back in their back pocket for if they ever want to reboot the universe because it did such a piss poor job of building this one so they're just going to do Flashpoint and then it's going to lead into the I don't know will probably be a Batman movie or something yeah We'll see. We'll see. So they, they can't DC. get to the level of laziness that the like DC animated people have. 
like the like the voice actors like did you hear did you see the Judas contract yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoever did Dick Grayson's voice just I don't remember that much I haven't watched it in yeah, a while yeah no Whoever did Dick Grayson's voice just like quit, like day one, <laughs> no effort. Like I am strictly here for the check. Thank you very much. Oh man, actually, I've been slipping, man. I normally watch all the DC animated movies, and I have not watched like the last two. Like, I, like I, dude, I'm so angry. Why is there not like a Wonder Woman movie in the works right now? Yeah, they they. I don't yeah. need another Batman movie. You guys fucked up the only Batman movie I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely because Wonder Woman's hot in the streets right now. Like, yeah, you you gotta you gotta capitalize. Well, on Wonder that. Woman the animated series. Give me that. Well, aren't they doing like a DC Network? Isn't that that coming? I mean, is it? I think because that's what. Like Teen Titans or like they're doing a new Teen Titans something. I think that's what it's supposed to be on. Uh, I need to fact check. Uh, no idea, but if they do, give me Wonder Woman the animated series and I will subscribe and watch because that is an awesome idea that I'm surprised they never done to this point. Yeah, they're doing a DC digital service to launch with Titans and Young Justice. Oh, that's right. I forgot Young Justice was a thing. Did not like Young Justice, to be honest with you. I don't think I even really watched it. I don't think I ever really got into it. But DC, get it together. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be a fan. I cape for all your movies. You guys are making it hard to defend me. To, de- to defend you guys, you. Got, you guys seriously did two su- uh, Suicide Squad movies, animated. Before you did another Wonder Woman. Like, come on. <laughs> the first one was really good. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I guess we made up for the time we didn't record. We gave you guys two hours and almost like 15 minutes of uh, content. So be happy. Uh, What's the next card, bro? Um, shit. One second. Oh, fuck. They're crowning the flyweight champion. They're crowning a um, tough finale, twenty six, I think. Um, wait, I was oh shit, I was about to spoil the ending, uh, the the fight. I mean, by the time, hold on, by the time they hear this, when is when is tough come out? When is the episode? It's Wednesday. Oh yeah, I guess we can. Uh, uh, like one of them is already out there. So uh, what's her name? Nia. Nico Montano. Uh, oh, she she beat uh, Barb Honchak. So, Barb Honchak. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, she's the champion right now. Uh, Nico Montano, she beat Barb Honchak and Lauren Murphy um, to make it to the finals. <laughs> so, like, to be honest with you, this is like this is like the inverse of um, that season of Tough where Tim Elliott won. <laughs> Like they found, they found a young, talented person to who they could put a belt on. Shout out to Nico then. Um, who's in the finals on the other side? Uh, do, oh, I can. mean, we can. I, it's already out there. Fucking um, Mackenzie Dern spoiled the ending. 
<laughs> she went in the MMA hour just like just casually mentioned who's in the finals. Oh man. Alright, we'll, we'll we'll hold out so we don't yeah, 'cause I, I play it on by the time you hear this episode it should be like Monday. So I I won't spoil I, I, it. We'll we'll let you guys I, I'll just say I uh even if I say that you it'll spoil it. So you know, whatever. Yeah, we'll leave it alone. For the for the three people that still watch tough, we'll um we won't say anything, but <laughs> yeah, we'll be widely considered to a person who doesn't really exist. <laughs> I got We got to look out for the small guy. But uh, but oh oh, before I forget, um, there is also a UFC a UFC two eighteen is also next Saturday. So that tough finale is gonna be Friday. The two eighteen is gonna be Saturday. Two eighteen is uh all the way Aldo too. Aldo. With Overeem and Ganu oh, yeah. in the co-main, and Pettis, Cejudo, uh, and Alvarez, Gaethje, and Juarez and Torres. I might spend money on that. I feel like I should. Yeah, I might. Um, yeah. got support Jose. Really like a lot of that card. I like I like a lot of that card. So that that might they might get my. Money. Um, and just so we be f- just so we're fair to the other side, I guess. Bellator one eighty nine is um Friday, Friday. It will feature Julia Budd defending her title in a rematch against Australia's Arlene, um, Arlene Blancao and Chris Honeycutt versus Rafael Lovato Jr. And Chidi and Jaquani fighting Hisaki uh, Kato. Chidi. Shout out to Bellator. I feel like I haven't seen Honeycutt in a while. I feel like I have. It's just that he's forgettable. Oh, he, mur- the, he the murdered Bellator. Kevin Casey. That's right. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Uh, that did happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, we skipped a week of fights, but we're, we're back in full effect. Uh, so, got this episode. Um, I still got album reviews I'm gearing up for. We're definitely covering, you know, Aldo and uh, Holloway because really, really interested to see how that fight turns out. Um, so, you know, lots of content coming. As always, you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes. Please rate, subscribe on iTunes. Um, if you want to send emails, dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com. Send questions or shots, <laughs> whatever you feel in your heart. Uh, you can send those there. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we'll be there to talk about it, and hopefully we catch you guys soon. Peace.